Welcome back to the Dirty 30 episode of American POV with Jeff and Gary. And back for 30 episodes. <clears throat> we're going to start this off the right way and we're going to, you know, give our condolences to the late, great Gilbert Gottfried. How about that? That sounds amazing to me because I... that is a man who deserves some recognition. <clears throat> So, everyone knows that it's what is it the the most famous voice in comedy? There's no way you don't. I mean, famous, infamous, you know, great, fucking great, great. So what? Did totally. You I had the link to this. What the fuck happened to it? I mean. Did you stick it in your butt? No, no, but Gilbert yeah, Gottfried probably did. Again? Uh. Um, so, yeah, he died at the age of 67 from uh, myentopic dystrophy, which is a rare muscle disorder. Very <laughs> genetic type thing. Um, Kind of surprising, kind of came, I mean, with any death, I guess, but it kind of, this one really came out of nowhere. Because um, at least from the outside, he seemed healthy, and he's posting on social media pretty regularly, and... Uh, he was on, he was on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast not too long ago. A couple months ago, and he was, uh, yeah, I mean, he was, he was out and about doing his thing, um, but he was probably suffering from this for a while as well, so that's... Kind of more impressive. I'm kind of glad now that I listened that I listened to that podcast. What I did, because um, he got more insight about him. You know, you hear the the very loud and the just the very iconic voice that he has. But uh, the guy himself is just a chill, almost meek kind of not not very, you know, out outspoken when he's just talking. You know, it's like it's different when he's performing, but when he's just talking, like hanging out, it's it looks like he's just a completely different guy, which is kind of nice. Mm. Um. Yeah, he, they said it was a long illness. Uh, progressed slowly. God damn. So, yeah. Um. I mean, I, I know I remember him. I think, and I hear a lot of people say this, but it's people our age got our first introduction to him when we watched Aladdin. He was the parrot. And that yes. Was still a great performance. Or or wait. If you really think about it, Affleck. Well, that was recurring, and then he <laughs> made an iconic joke about a, the Japanese right after the uh, the earthquake, and he lost his job. Yep. Yep. <laughs> to be fair, that role as as a duck, it, it kind of reminds me of. Like they them paying Vin Diesel to say I am Groot's over and over again. Please, please. It's not a big celebrity to do a very simple role. I mean, it just it just seems like it just doesn't make a lot of financial sense. I guess like you could save a lot of money not doing that. But... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, then and, now, and now they just have the the Affleck duck, and he's with like Nick Saban, or he's with The Rock. I don't know. Like with any, they just slap him with a new actor. Like they, they, they give him like football coaches now. It's, it's not the really? same. <clears throat> yeah. 
Still sounds like like Gilbert Gottfried though. It's just someone else doing it, but it's literally the same voice. Ah, uh, I don't know if if no, they can't do that. I sound it doesn't. It's not the same. I mean, he had the most. I think, and I was thinking about this earlier, but I think he, you could say that he had at least in terms of comedians and and you know actors. He did he did more comedic work than than straight up acting. Um, the most iconic voice of really the entertainment industry. I think you can say that. I think, especially because it's not how he talks all the time. He, he's much more chill. But when he's doing his his acts, that's what he talks like, and everybody immediately knows it's him. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, it was iconic. You know, really. I mean, him well, along, you know, it's great. Were you gonna say something? It's not. Um, we, we, you know, it, it, it's it hurts even more too because you just lost Norm Macdonald not that long ago. So and then Bob Saget, Bob Saget and uh, Louis Ooh. Anderson, I think. God as well. damn, man. And he, he, Louis Anderson, and um, Bob Saget took a, a selfie together, like all three of them. And then Gilbert put a post like, like, damn, like these two guys, I just took a photo with them, and, and now they're they're gone, you know. And then now he's gone. So it's, it's crazy. It's like it comes in, in bunches with these, like, celebrities. And, you know, I mean, these guys, even someone like Gilbert was one of the those, you know, and there's not too many people left in Hollywood where you can look on and, and really admire them because they're a good person and they do good work. And uh, He was one of those. Now there's one less. And uh, it sucks. I mean, 67, I mean, he could have gone on for another 10, 20 years maybe. Could have. I mean, with this illness now, we know he couldn't have. But I mean, I mean he was going to keep going for as long as he could. Oh, of course, that's what a lot of yeah, great, yeah. Um, famous people do. Keep doing what they're doing, what they love, what they what they strive for from the beginning. How they became famous and shit. They were just doing what they enjoyed. If you die doing what you enjoy, then you lived a good life. And his last um, social media post was about the the, the Chris Rock Will Smith thing, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is of course, I think he said I think it was something along the lines of like, uh, what would you rather like like I got it right here. Chris Rock tell a joke or you know be slapped by Will Smith or something. Like, I gotta look that up. But... I got it right here. It's which is uh, the worst crime: Chris Rock being physically <coughs> assaulted or Chris Rock telling a joke? That's, that's, that's both. Perfect. Both. <clears throat> Both are the crime. How about the crime? How about the crime of the Oscar still being a thing? It's a good thing Gilbert Godfrey wasn't the one telling that joke. I don't think Will Smith would have been able to. That joke would have been ten times worse. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Then they they banned him from something. I I know he he went on a a show like after nine eleven and <laughs> said sorry he was late. He had a layover in the World Trade Center. <laughs> <laughs> um, he did not care. I mean, he really ugly social media wasn't a thing then around then because he probably would have been canceled a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, he probably would have. Um, yeah, he'll be not much else to say. He'll be missed, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch a lot more of his work in like a a, a memoriam type of thing because it's, it's so much. It, it really, his um. 
when he was doing the, the roasting of or, or anything like that, that that was when he really like let it loose <clears throat> yeah it wasn't it was the voice i think if he was just like his humor but he didn't have that voice he wouldn't be as well known as he is it's just that he he said it in that very like loud and like scratchy like his voice like a nails on a chalkboard type of voice Irv but it makes everything 10 times funny like he, what he's saying is already funny but then he does the voice too and it's like ridiculous and his face when he's like saying it too it's like he's like you could see him just straining every single word that makes it so much more funnier like he's putting so much force into saying something well, yeah, man has a horny it. Uh, yeah. Horny yeah, He's doing a lot of dirty jokes. Like, horny head. Cornea. <clears throat> Ad, I should say now. Oh, this is going to get. This is going to require some getting used to, guys. What? I'm not going to be okay with Gilbert Godfrey being dead for a while. No, I don't think anyone is. Especially Gilbert yeah. Godfrey. But you know he he he'd want you to make jokes about him being dead. That that that's that's a hundred. Yeah, fucking dumb stiff that he was. Oh wait, I mean uh. <laughs> what, can, what can you even say? Like like, what, what's what's stiffer? Like a, a dude that takes Viagra or fucking Gilbert Godfrey right now? <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> I'm stiffer than. A little, a little relaxed by now. I uh, hope he popped a few Viagra before he died. He probably yeah. did. Or else that's some weak shit, man. <laughs> Make him force a closed casket. <laughs> yeah. Assert your dominance. Let them know you have no fear, and they should fear everything. Should fear the strolls. I was, I was talking with my family earlier. Begin deposing on them to assert your. <laughs> I was talking to my family earlier, and apparently, I think I'm not completely sure. I think they plug your ass up when you um when you die because of all to hold in the formaldehyde. And you got to do one last thing before you know your spirit fall fades away or everything. I'm gonna do as much as I can. So when they actually do that, I like moan the doctor's name. <laughs> I think you just want someone to put something in your butt, James. No, no, I want to freak someone out. Someone you working on the corpse. Imagine that. Imagine that being a part of your job description. I have to plug a dead guy's ass. I mean, you signed up for it, and some of the guys do make really good money. Some of the guys probably have a kink for it. I, I actually, there was um. I think it's like GQ. I don't know who does Wired. Um, they had this mortician sit down, like answer questions from the internet about being a mortician. And literally, he looks like what you would think a mortician looks like. He's like this really like cleanly shaven, like very neat hair. He's got the vest and the suit on, you know, the glasses. Like he's like, oh yes, of course. This is uh, this is what we do with the body, and and, and this is the the tools that we use. And he's all like upbeat, and it's like. This dude just handles dead bodies all day, but you he, he was made for this job. Really? Yeah, it's like mortician support, technically is what it's called on, on the Wired YouTube channel. 
actually interesting. I'll, I'll give it that. It's very interesting. But in the words of the great Danny DeVito, uh, when I die, just throw me in the trash. Yep. The man suspected of shooting 10 people on a subway train in Brooklyn on Tuesday um, called in a tip to Crime Stoppers that led to his capture. Um, Frank He's James, a- age 62, was arrested without incident by patrol officers in Manhattan's East Village neighborhood on Wednesday afternoon. He called Ooh. in the tip and told authorities he was at a McDonald's on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Uh, he essentially told police he saw his face on the news and knew he was wanted, which is kind of weird. Oh yeah, that's me. Ah, oh, they want they must want to arrest me. Well, I better let them know where I am. Oh, uh, uh, of honesty, they're gonna get me one way or another. I didn't. No, shooting people on the subway was a criminal offense. Interesting. No way. Really? The officers arrived at the McDonald's but did not see him. Uh, just down the block, they came across a bystander who flagged down James to them. Uh, and he was in custody by 1.40 p.m. Eastern Time, about an hour after he made his call. Uh, he is suspected of setting off smoke grenades and firing a handgun 33 times on a crowded end train traveling towards the 36th Street Station in Brooklyn Sunset Park neighborhood. The attack left 29 people injured, 10, uh, including 10 who were shot. Though none of the injuries appeared to be life-threatening, five of the victims were young people commuting to school. Uh, the motive of the shooting is not yet known, but it kind of is. He had smoke grenades? He had smoke grenades, yeah. There's videos of the smoke coming out of the subway cars, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck? This is just evolving to get progressively worse. Yeah. Yeah. He, so he was caught on camera, like wearing a like a safety vest, like almost the type of thing the subway workers would wear. So I, I think I assume he blended in pretty well. Um, what? The then, fuck my guy. Oh my god. He the man had he actually had a whole YouTube channel, um, and honestly, some racial like extreme views regarding relations between black people and white people um it's on youtube fond of white he didn't seem like he was um talking about the the war in ukraine about how like you know if they're doing that to each other what are they going to do to you that kind of stuff i mean things like you know they they don't care i mean it's it's pretty we don't know this exact motive, motivation, but if he's got videos on YouTube saying stuff like that, it's uh, even though Subway, you're not guaranteed to meet a bunch of white people, especially in New York. But I guess he figured if his goal was just to cause chaos, then he succeeded. Yeah, he definitely did. Well, yeah. Not more interesting is that he was on a um, an FBI terror watch list in 2019 and was taken off of it. Oh, man, it's so good to know that he was on a fucking terror watch list. Yep, and then they were like, you know what? He's good. We're just going to take him off. And then, oh, three years later. Whoops. Whoops. I guess oh, we man. got on that one, guys. They're awfully good at arresting people who loitered inside the Capitol for a couple of, for like an hour. But, you know, when it comes to like an actual guy who committed an act, an act of pretty much an act of terrorism. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they suck at it. The FBI. 
It's so terrible. Uh, it's fucking interesting, isn't it? It's not surprising. Oh, and the cameras didn't work in, in the sub, too. Of course not. Well, then again, they probably haven't worked for like 15 yeah. years. Yeah, that one that one I don't think is a conspiracy. I think it's just all the bum piss leaking into the subway just finally short-circuited. Yeah, corroded the 20-year-old copper lines. Well, between that and the massive rats running around chewing the wiring, they didn't stand a chance. Listen, the rats are acting as junction boxes and conductors. Yeah, and they probably are going to start hiring bums to actually operate the trains. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know how they are in New York, but I know in Philly they'll, um, the bums will come onto the train and then once it starts moving, they have a captive audience to beg money from. Yeah, uh, if you give me money, I'll leave. Like, I'll walk to the other side of the train and so you don't have to smell my piss. Oh my god, they, they, all, they, they smell so terrible. And they always have, like, the worst stories. Like, the one guy who's, who told me that uh, he was coming up to me and he was very apologetic and he was like, I'm sorry, I can't see you too well. Someone robbed me and took my glasses and I'm like, what? <laughs> anyway, can I have money? No. No. Story. Dumbest shit. I can't like, see you too well. Like, you were looking right at me. You approached me and looked right at me. I think you saw me well enough. Yeah. I wasn't lying, though. I also just don't carry change, so. Yeah, yeah I haven't carried cash in a long time. Uh, so, the man, Frank James, had uh, nine prior arrests in New York dating from 1992 to 98, including possession of burglary tools, criminal sex act, and theft of service. Um, he also had three arrests in New Jersey in 91, 92, and 07 for trespassing, larceny, and disorderly conduct. So, he was... I am not surprised! This is uh, especially now with the um, the COVID stuff. So so you got people crammed in there and they're, they're wearing masks and shit. And yeah. Now you got this going on. So it's only going to make things worse for, for the very crucial subway network of New York. New York sucks. Yeah, it's it's pretty ah. bad. That's all. That's 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 that's, that's the real moral of the story. If you live in New York, unless you're like a I don't know. There's some people that are more respectful as New Yorkers, you know, the classic New Yorker shit, but if you got oh, yeah, yeah. the people who accept the the filth and just live it anyway because they love it. But the others that are advocates for, you know, like the fund the police and gun control and shit like that and then criminals do what criminals do and they're like, "Well, we tried." And then they just go you on with their lattes. We're gonna rob y'all blind. <clears throat> yes. It's actually pretty funny how he was. I mean, he turned basically turned himself in. But the uh, the way we found out who did it, or at least who was a suspect, was we found they found his credit card on the ground. That's hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> That's stupid. Like you can't be that stupid. Oh look, we have a purchase for the gun right here on the credit card. Huh. I, I think that's probably why he turned himself in. He's like, shit, they have my credit card. They're going to find me eventually. 
they're either going to find eventually, or they can just check your purchase history. They found at the shooting scene a Glock 9mm, uh, three extended magazines, two detonated smoke grenades, two non-detonated smoke grenades, a hatchet, and keys to a U-Haul van. Um, in the uh, neon construction jacket he was wearing, they found a, uh, well, they, 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 they went into the credit card and they used, they, they were able to find out that he, the U-Haul he rented was, uh, he rented a U-Haul, they found it. Um, Okay. One van during the shooting. Uh, the U-Haul van was rented by James. The van was recovered near the Kings Highway Station. Surveillance showed James leaving it on Tuesday morning. Um, neon construction jacket, which had been discarded on the subway platform, had a receipt for a storage unit in where else but Philadelphia. Oh, man. And we're always connected to something somehow. Come on, my guy. Yeah, so he had a storage unit here. Uh, yeah. I don't know where. They haven't said, but just in Philly. Jeez. That's... The prosecutors believe he visited the storage facility filled with ammunition and more weapons and on the evening before the Tuesday attack. Uh, so he, he has, that place was loaded up. Yeah. Yes. I believe it. Authorities also tracked the purchase of a gas mask to James through an eBay account. This man just he just taped duct taped together this whole terror scheme, right? Like just buying stuff and, and then leaving his credit card. You can even take your credit card. Were you planning on buying something after? Hey man, it could always be worse. Instead of being a Ted Kaczynski about things. He could have really fucked it up. Yeah. I'm just he thinking, like, like, man, I, I got to... Oh, so hard. I really want to get a bagel after this. <laughs> it could have been the second funniest death known to mankind. Possibly, yes. Uh, I mean, li listen to my rationale. Ready? Hitler's botched suicide. Man gets caught by police, turns himself in, tries fleeing scene of where he turns himself in, only to kill himself in the alleyway down the street. Oh no! You know? Multitude of things could have happened differently. Yeah, you're right. Even seemed a little disappointed that he was a black man, um, which I don't think I mentioned yet, but he was black, um, or he is black, he's still alive. Oh. He, um, a lot of people were like disappointed, and it's like, yeah, they were expecting a white man, yeah, they, they wanted they wanted Biden to go on like a three hour long speech about the dangers of white nationalism or something, but now you can't do that. Oh, oh so funny, how disappointing. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, you're one of those. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, so we'll uh, keep up with that because that's going to be progressing and we'll hopefully find out his, his motive, his actual motivations, though I have a 
pretty good idea of what they are going from off of that YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, first migrant bus from Texas arrives in Washington, D.C. So during our, our break pod week, uh, Governor uh, Greg Abbott of Texas said that uh, he was going to put a bunch of illegal immigrants in a bus and ship them up to D.C. because Biden was, you know, rolling back immigration policy again, as he's very good at. And um, he did it. He did it. He actually did, he did it. He, he actually just arrived in today. Madman. Literally like a couple blocks away from the White House. <laughs> That's great. Oh my God. <laughs> he first announced the plan last week during a news conference after the Biden administration indicated the end of Title 42, a federal provision invoked that allowed federal agents to quickly expel undocumented immigrants due to the COVID-19 pandemic. In response, Abbott announced the busing initiative, which offers migrants voluntary rides to Washington on a charter bus paid for by the state of Texas. Each bus can take roughly 40 migrants. Um, the bus first had to arrive. The, the first bus to arrive had migrants from Colombia, Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua. Um, a second bus is en route to the nation's capital. Probably already there by now as we record. All right. Fucked up thing is that. Abbott announced this before they did it. They should have already done it and then said, hey, man, just so you know, they're about to roll up. <clears throat> uh, I don't think you can really keep that secret in this day and age, though. I mean, you can. There's a lot of things you well, can do. I would notice a bunch of dudes wearing sombreros getting on a bus. Tips of our fingers, we need some sort of inconvenience in our life, don't we? Yes. The White House has called it unnecessary and redundant. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, this is. By the way, I think Biden just recently gave Ukraine like another, or said he was going to give them another five hundred million. So that that's that's another large sum of money going towards a foreign war that we have nothing to do with, and also is, ignoring. Is it starting to smell like World War Three in here? It's not, but it's just it just sounds like my tax money is being wasted on a war that I my country has nothing to do with or my safety has anything to do with. And that's my point. Is it and just the me? issue of the, of the border is, is being ignored. And, and then Abbott does something like this, which I think is is most I'm not the biggest fan of Abbott and everything he does, but I think this is this is just like trolling on an expert on a high political level and I, I appreciate it honestly because in DC they don't give a shit about the um, the, the immigration thing because well of course not of means that they, not get, they get more voters in the future <laughs> hey they're not all up there while they're illegal are they of I course mean, where do they go tell me almighty and powerful ant because we both know that you know the answer to this question. I, I didn't hear everything you said because it kind of cut off. But... <laughs> I said, and it's not like they're staying up in D.C. when they get here anyway. Well, Please, tell sometimes. me where it is they're going. Well, they're, they're getting over here and they're staying not too far from where they left. Although some go 
from Texas or Arizona and they'll just you know they'll go deep into the the country never to be heard from again and one of the Biden administration's like plans for this was to give them free cell phones which uh with data plans and all which they said oh we're going to use it to track them and I'm thinking well number one you're giving them expensive phones for absolutely free plan included which is not cheap um but you- also if they're you're tracking them can't they just like toss it in the garbage exactly i was about to say if they if if they are smart enough to flee a corrupt government like mexico why would they accept anything from another corrupt government no they some of them do but they take the carrot and then they make their own breadstick maybe that this one is just designed to make their life even harder Possibly, yes. Yeah, I just found that to be really ridiculous. Um, it's a, it's it's an issue that's getting like appropriately ignored, inappropriately ignored by the government. Um, I, I mean, and and again, to have that issue bust right to them, it, it more or less just pisses them off. It's not really going to change their thinking, but again, it's a move that I I appreciate. Oh, jeez. Ah, jeez. It's a little bit troubling. Well, it's troubling that the government's not doing anything about the border. You know? But that's just a day that ends in Y. They've been neglecting the border since day one, so... Well, of course, they don't want to keep anybody out. That would mean that there's less people to tax. That would be and less people to tax, less people that will vote for you in the future anyway, because they're trying to exactly. get rid of laws against, you know, legal citizens voting. It's very obvious. <laughs> of course, if you just came here and the party that got you here is up for election, probably going to be inclined to vote for them. I, I would. You know? Well, by God, you ought to. All right, so speaking of uh, frauds, Black Lives Matter used donations to buy $6 million Southern California home. Listen, I, I, I love your little backhanded comments more than anybody else. <laughs> Thank you. Um... <laughs> So they bought a swanky Southern California home for only $6 million using donation cash. Uh, three leaders of the social justice movement, Patrice Cullors, Alicia Garza, and Melina Abdullah, uh, recorded a video last June outside the secretly bought home while marking the first anniversary of George Floyd's death. Um, Cullors at the time said she was weeks removed from being in survival mode after the post-exclusive reporting in April revealed her purchase of four high-end U.S. homes for $3.2 million. Uh, yeah. Her and her colleagues didn't reveal any details on the off-scale home seen behind them in the video. A 6,500-square-foot spread with more than six bedrooms and bathrooms, fireplaces, a pool, parking for more than 20 cars. Uh, just to name a few things. Why do you need that much fucking space? I have no idea. 
Well, I think we know why. <laughs> it's lavish luxury. Why the fuck not? It's always a funny thing when, when like so called Marxist socialists they'll they'll you buy they'll buy use capitalism. And then if you if you criticize it, it's like, well, they're not allowed to have homes and stuff to live in. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. You don't need a mega mansion driving around a Lamborghini with your fucking exactly. gold plated teeth. Like, what? There's, yeah, there's man, that's called being fucking bougie. You buy a modest home and a modest car to get you where you need to go and, you know, living in day in, day out. All right, you know. Nice. I can even accept, you know, maybe a nicer place in the city for a higher amount of money. Like, but you're buying these, like, luxurious homes and it's just, I know what you're doing. You know, Holy shit. I, I have no problem with it, but you're also not claiming to be a capitalist either, so I don't. No, if any, claiming to be. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to make that statement because if I do, I know exactly what I'm going to have to do next episode. Make a public apology. <laughs> like that'll ever happen. Next <laughs> episode. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the property was purchased in October 2020 with funds that have been donated to the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. Um, Seven bedroom residence was purchased by a man named by a man named Diane or Diane Pascal two weeks after the the organization received sixty six point five million from his fiscal sponsor earlier that month. Pascal is the financing manager for uh Janae and Patrice Counseling, an LLC operated by uh Colors and her spouse. Um so basically they they, they got a bunch of Donation money, which thought was going to racial justice and quote unquote donation money. Um, I think a lot of it was donations and stuff from you know big donors giving out you know big amounts of money and shit. Probably big celebrities and things like that. I mean, we can be helpful. The purchase of the nearly six million dollar home has not previously has not been previously reported, and BLM officials tried to keep its existence a secret from a journalist looking at transactions. The organization tried to kill the story about the home, which is referred to internally as the campus. While one strategy memo reportedly suggested it might be used as an influencer house where artists can congregate. Oh my God! That sounds like such a load of bullshit. Congregate as in. Probably have massive parties every night. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go congregate this weekend. Mm. Oh my fucking god. You know where else you can congregate? In like a fucking coffee house. Yeah. Don't know what you're doing with this house. Oh my god. Um, yeah, we know what you're doing, and it's fucking disgusting. We would care for a house of the same stature. Actually, if I had that much money, I wouldn't buy a fucking mansion. No, I would definitely buy a house, a, a yeah. nice house, but I wouldn't buy a fucking mansion. Although, yeah, the smart the prices in Philly, they're they're about as expensive as a mansion. Yes, uh, First might all, as well call the mansion off the grip. You get especially the fuck, if you're an outright purchase. You get the fuck out of Philly. You buy a decent-sized house on some land, and then you start... And then you blow the rest of your money on 
bed dragon purchases. Oh, wait, my bad. And then you arm yourself to the teeth as the ATF come to take away your weapons. Well, well, just because you have a bunch of dragon penises as artillery now doesn't mean that you uh, have actual weapons. It dep- depends on what your definition of weapon is. Listen, if you're afraid of something long and pointy coming to get you, that's just a main fear of spear- spears, buddy, not penis. So if somebody hucks a cock at you, you just take it and grin. And then run like hell, because that's an expensive-ass dick if you sell it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think you're oh, you didn't hear half of the shit I said. Okay. No, uh, I, 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 I did. I we just it. don't have a natural... Oh, good. Res- we, we don't have a natural response for that shit, dude. Eh. Eh. supposed to. It's called so, me keeping you on your fucking toes. Mm. So as a as a American political based podcast, we have to talk about the raggedy skin suit occupying the Oval Office at the moment, which is uh, <laughs> and, uh what's he up to this week? Well, aside from crapping his pants, he also got crapped on by a bird, by the way. If you guys oh, double whammy. Shit right on like right as he was giving a speech, it, right on like his uh his like upper shirt area, like right right on the right on the suit jacket, just you could see it clear as day. Getting up all the days, eh? I, I I do wonder if it's the first time a president has ever been spit on by a bird during a speech. No, nah, but probably the most intense time. Probably. Because I mean, they would never let Trump live that down if it happened to him. Oh no. They didn't, they didn't let Pence live down when a fly sat on his head. Fly for... landed on his head, and they were like, "Oh, look, there's a fly on his head." Oh, look, shithead, bro. Oh, he's definitely a shithead, bro. I mean, to be fair, it's his own fault for having incredibly white hair to where anything that lands on your head is going to be visible. I mean, I'm just saying it, it may be aesthetic as fuck, but it's inconvenient. I mean, if a bird shit on Mike Pence's head, nobody would know. So, I mean, maybe that's where it comes in handy. Hey, man, you leave Buzz Lightyear alone. He's already dead, right? He what? 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 I didn't make another poop joke. What? I didn't another poop joke. Like a saying, like, if a bird shits on you, it's like good luck or something. Yeah, that's supposed to be on your shoulder, pal. It actually was on. I don't, it was I on his. Uh, it was on his suit like, collar. If it yeah, dives, more, actually, dangerously close to his face. That, uh, yeah, that makes I mean, me happy. That would have been too perfect if it shit on his face and he had to stop speaking because it was on his mouth. Ah, uh, no, I get a little bit just in his mouth, like. Although, I don't know, his cognitive abilities are so shot, he probably wouldn't have even realized it. Yeah, he would have, as soon as he tasted it. And then he would have fallen into a fucking rage, like any good American. I don't know, old people have, like, crusty shit in the corners of their mouth anyway, so I, I think he just would have assumed that that's what it was. Anyway, uh, a little guy, what's he up to this week, aside from all that? Um... 
He's trying to uh, get rid of uh, ghost guns. Yeah. With ghost guns as in fully fucking erased guns? No, like the guns that like a dead World yes, War II soldier no comes back to life at all. I'm saying like a Scooby-Doo sort of ghost using gun. That, that's what I'm talking about. Ah, you're funny. Like Zoink Scoop, he's got an AK forty seven. Yeah. Oh, I don't Scoop. I Zoink Scoop. Oh shit! Oh, a live elevator. <laughs> Just fucking die. I'm out of ammo. Fucking god, he almost killed me with that one. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, on Monday, <laughs> the president announced new regulations aimed at ending the scourge of so-called ghost guns, untraceable firearms you can put together at home. The, w- the way it's written there it makes it sound like it's so much fun. Like, you can do it yourself at home. First of all, the thing he's talking about is 80% kits, which is... the eighty. Well, 80% of the gun was, was completed. There's still legit mill work you have to do to actually make the gun fireable. Well, yeah. Boring, for instance. And you need to know what you're doing. Yeah, because if you don't do it right... <laughs> oh, we, we all know the Darwin Awards. <laughs> Follow Brandon Herrera on YouTube for the Darwin Awards. <laughs> Please, please do, please. Uh, we need to plug that dude one day, seriously. Yes. Uh, just give him a big old thank you. But it says nowhere in the Constitution that we cannot... It's not, yeah, It has was, nothing um, about that. That's what Representative Thomas Massey said. This is very true. Every American has Every- the right to own and build their own weapons. Especially in the event that the government turns against the people. Kind of late for that one, eh? The article I'm reading is very upset about all this. Um, And of course, this, 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 all this coming along with this probably isn't going to pass anything, but um, also Georgia became the 23rd state to allow the concealed carry of a firearm without a permit of any kind. Which is uh, pretty good, I think. I would say. Wait, wait, what was that? Georgia became the 23rd state to allow the concealed carry of a firearm without a permit of any kind. Ah, okay, the constitutional carry. I like carry. that. I like that. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's it's weird that we have to allow it at this point because it's in the Constitution. Yeah, plus well, we have to allow it at this point because if we don't, they see firearm and they assume criminal. Now when it's on your yeah. hip exposed. Exposed or not. Not really. In the instance that an officer of the law spots a firearm on somebody's person. The instant that that firearm is revealed to them. If it is not documented, that instantly becomes 
a danger scenario. Well, that's that's the, pretty fine for a federal employee to fear the population rising against them because they visit. Ah, fuck. They should. They can visibly see that they're armed. That the population they're they're trying to police can just as well fight back as much as they can oppress. Well, you know they should be afraid. That's the whole point. Yeah, that really exactly. is the point. And it's all about posture. It's all about posture. If you don't give off the vibe of a threat, then you're not going to be treated as such. Exactly. So we know this fucking fact. Yeah, I mean, I live in an area where people open carry. You can walk around with a fucking shotgun in the area I live, and no one would bat an eye. It's all on oh, how you how you act. Awesome. Yeah, man. It's and it, it's it's just incredible that they think just these these like New York, for example, had a massive shooting just now. You know, ten people got shot, that kind of thing. And New York's also one of the most restrictive gun zones in you know now the only thing I'm in favor for is if you want to get it a weapon for concealed I wish that you could go through a concealed carry class because in my state you can actually you actually have to get a class and a license to conceal carry which the constitutional carry I don't think I think it allows with or without a permit so you can just conceal it willy-nilly like whenever and because if you get caught with a concealed weapon you don't have a permit for it, that's like a that's a crime or some shit like you get fined or maybe even arrested for it but I, yeah the problem with that is if you just allow people to buy guns there's going to be people who just buy them out of fear and they're not going to be able to use the weapon and they'll use it in a panic so let's say 20% of that train car was armed and all of them were ill trained to deal with that type of situation and they just some of them will five out of six people might just run away but there's that one small percentage that'll literally take out the weapon and start firing back out of pure fear and that point is is that the, the shooter doesn't care who's he who he's hitting but if you're if you're firing at him and you're just doing it out of fear you're not aware of what's behind the target there was smoke you can't see you don't know where it's coming from and you're trapped in a metal cylinder with no escape visibly no escape at the moment so james i hate to break it to you but train cars are more wrecks on this ah whatever uh, hey hey fuck you <laughs> no they're, they're giant metal dildos that fuck the city yes Deep in the core. Yes, they have to stop and then unload. They're necessary. Uh, oh! in, in an ideal world, though, where the New Yorkers are actually allowed to carry guns, this guy would have been dead already. I mean, yeah, you are right. I mean, it's it's that, that's good. the only reason why he's alive is because he knew he knows by being a New York resident for a long time that no one else in that train car <clears> is going to be on. Not one person. Well, doesn't New York City allow concealed carry? They are very... I don't know if they allow anything. <laughs> very against it, I believe. I gotta see that, because... It's, it is a large city, and there's bound to be some kind of law for that. I think it's probably easier to meet God than it is to get a gun in New York City. 
I mean, I'd believe it. Want to go meet God? You just walked down the wrong street at the wrong time of day. And then get shot in New York because you don't have a gun. Yeah. So defend yourself. Or if you want like, oh. to purchase a gun in New York, go down the wrong street at the wrong time of day. All gun laws, do, and I'll end on this for this segment, but all gun laws do, and I was, we say this a million times, but they, they take guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens, and they put them in the hands of only law enforcement and people, literal criminals. That's I mean, realistically, yes. Yeah, so now you can't defend yourself. Well, weapons recycle is a thing. Articles like, you know, if you're robbed, just, get, you know, lay down and accept it. But I, I've seen before where a guy got in Philly a couple months ago, a guy got robbed and then he got shot. He didn't resist. He, the guy just fucking shot him. It's just nothing you can do. That guy was allowed I, to. to I in Philly, it's a little bit. It's a little bit different. We, our, our gun laws are a little less restrictive, thanks to the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, Thank you. That, that right. That's, that's because Pennsylvania has large, like, uh, red areas, rural, rural populations, and red, red, red counties. Yeah. So the yep. so the state areas. so the state is less restrictive, but then it's down to a county factor as well. And if you're in Philadelphia County, you're kind of fucked. The city does its best to distance itself from the county with, with regards to gun laws. Um, they, it's not really not that bad. Like you can conceal carry here and everything, but there's a lengthy process. It takes a very long time um, to do all that, and it costs money. And it's it's just for mental health. It's stupid. Um, New Jersey is, is like ten times worse. Yeah, New Jersey's like you, oh yeah, yeah. Like I knew. Somebody from Jersey, and they were telling their story about how they got their their permit and all, and it was like you had to do the the mental health thing, and he like did therapy once like ten years prior, and they're like, oh yeah, that's gonna be a problem. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a red mark, no matter what, dude. It's like if you haven't been back since. It was, it was for something completely unrelated. It's just it's an issue. Yeah. Even if it's for something fucking retarded. Yep. For say trauma counseling, then they will begin asking about your reactions to trauma, your response time, and dire need. So, there's a I found a list of requirements for it to get a. It's a New York pistol license enabled. That's what you, that's that's the thing you have to get in order to carry a or get a concealed carry permit. One of them. One of the one of the requirements is show proper cause exists for insurance to carry license, including, uh, for example, target shooting or hunting. For cause? I mean, motherfucker, you live in a city. Yeah, well, self-defense is on there, but it's still, I don't need a cause to buy it. It's my fucking right. Yes, be good, <laughs> be of good moral That's character. my life. Be of good, I, so literally, they can decide if you're you're not a good moral character. Like, dude, man, I don't have plot armor, moral. but this this sounds rigged. You know what? God said that I had the right to do this, <clears throat> so yeah. There's one thing that Wait, now, one of these little SJWs is in charge of this shit. 
There is one thing that I do agree with here, and it's some counties may require successful completion of a firearm safety course, which I that's okay. I yes, want, that's I, understandable. Yeah, I wish they sh they should do that. Yeah, if you want to buy a gun, safety sure. First is the most important thing when dealing with firearms. Yes. There should be a firearm safety class in like schools. We I mean, should teach a firearm safety class for kids in high school. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather do it in well, high school. I mean, even just to like tell like little kids, like if you see, like if you're talking about real little kids, like if you see a gun, don't go near it, you know? Because you yeah. have incidents of kids shooting themselves or shooting, you know, others because they think it's a toy. Of course. I mean, so, so if you, if we get more education in there saying, hey, if you see one, and it might not even be that your dad owns one. You might just find one on the street. You know how dangerous these cities are. Some dude commits a shooting. He drops. He throws the gun somewhere. Kid sees the gun. It's still loaded. You know, like to see the gun and to tell an adult or something like that. Like that's because I know. I, mean, I went to school. I wasn't taught any of that stuff really. I just know there was never a gun in the house, so I didn't have to worry about that. But you know, well, obviously, I mean... lock up your guns in the presence of your kid. Well, I was I wasn't around any real firearms. Uh my dad had a shotgun. Yeah, uh, not any ones, but you know, twelve gauge Yeah, but we never seen it and then he got rid of it and he got a handgun when we were much older, but he had BB guns and shit like that and would like we fuck around with that. But he always told us not to You know, the basic stuff, never pointed at anyone, never aim for the eyes. But, but, but. What? How else are you going to pretend to be a thug? Uh, stick it, stick the barrel, <laughs> the, <laughs> stick I, the I, barrel, I stick the barrel uh, well, of the gun I, underneath the door that you're standing behind Gary and shoot your feet. We're not going to talk about <laughs> the experiences that we have had with me and firearms. It's funny though. No, it is not. It's funny for me and Topher. It is funny, but no, we're not going to do this. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, I'm a cowboy. Ah! What? Speaking of uh, on the topic of shitty states, um, the governor of California meddled in Activision Blizzard sex harassment case. Uh, fucking what, my G? What, what did Newsom do? Uh, Newsom is sticking his hand where it don't belong. Uh, well, California Governor Gavin Newsom interfered in his state's sexual harassment and discrimination lawsuit against video gaming giant Activision Blizzard, prompting that... two of the lawyers working the case to quit. Oh, that's fucking <laughs> hilarious! God damn! Melanie Proctor, an attorney with the state. An attorney with the State Department of Fair Employment and Housing told staffers in an email on Tuesday that she was resigning to protest Newsom's firing of her boss, Janet Whipper, the agency's chief counsel. Both Proctor and Whipper quit the Activision lawsuit or quit the Activision lawsuit earlier this month, though no explanation was given as to why they departed. Proctor told staffers that Newsom's office began to interfere with the Activision lawsuit. The office of the governor repeatedly demanded advance notice of litigation strategy and of next steps in the litigation. 
As we continue to win in state court, this interference increased, mimicking the interests of Activision's counsel. Uh, mm. When Whipper attempted to protect the agency from outside interference, she was abruptly terminated uh, on April, which essentially today, I hereby resigned effective April 13th in protest of the interference with Janet's termination. Whipper is reportedly evaluating all avenues of legal recourse, including a claim under the California Whistleblower Protection Act. Um, of course, Gavin Newsom and his office categorically deny this. Of course. Why would they not? Yes, they would, no matter how blatantly they're actually brick-walling it! As to what's going on here, uh, California filed a suit against last year alleging that Santa Monica uh, based publisher of popular video games like Call of Duty World of Warcraft uh, fostered a fat bro fat frat bro culture full of rape jokes, crude comments and groping. It's not a fat bro culture that's completely different. <laughs> a fat bro culture might have been better because it just would have been a bunch of fat guys like eating and having a good time but no not this having trouble breathing while sitting down. Yeah, but, you know, it's uh, friendlier towards women, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the atmosphere was so toxic that one female employee was who was subjected to abusive behavior was driven to suicide. Uh, women at the firm, whose workforce was 80% male, were having to continually fend off unwanted sexual comments and advances by their male co-workers and supervisors and being groped at the cube crawls and other company events. Um, so... And then basically, so the lawsuit, all that is because of this stuff. Wait, wait. Basically, what I'm hearing is this they're relabeling rape culture as fat bro culture? Fr frat bro culture. Yeah. So think of like your stereotypical frat guy, like drinking, you know, having uh, sex all the time, that kind of thing. Ah. Uh, so they said that was going, that stuff like that it was similar was going on at their offices, you know, harassing women and stuff being inappropriate. But... Man, it's so cool that we take original labels that were quite easy and straight to the point. Yeah, it's a weird label, but I mean, I guess it gets the point across. Um, so, yeah, it seems like what they're implying here is that Newsom is interfering and kind of... <laughs> hurting the case against Activision Blizzard even though his state is trying to win the case against them. Um, which would mean that he has maybe some interests outside of I mean, I Maybe they called in a political favor? A favor? Hmm. I mean, I'm sure he's... I wouldn't be surprised if he was friends with CEO with of Activision Blizzard? Bobby Kotick is the CEO, so I wouldn't be surprised if they were buddies or something. Yeah. This yeah, is I all like speculation of course yes hearsay from us you know just just tin foil hats tin foil hats <laughs> very interesting though I mean, that, that, that kind of and also kind of a funny thing um activision blue so you know the guy you know the game overwatch right yes yeah they announced a new character today amidst all this and everybody's like we know what you're doing. You're trying to distract us. Fucks. <laughs> Always need like, a distraction. It's like so they, what they were... Was that... What? 
it's 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 just very funny that like, like they were announcing they said they were going to announce a new character at some point but then they do it right as this like scandal shit comes up it's like mm, yeah nice try <laughs> ooh pretty pretty shiny I mean I stopped playing that game years ago anyway so. what Warcraft no Overwatch oh I never played World of Warcraft me neither dude uh, fuck both of you. It's a good game. I didn't say it wasn't. Yeah, I just never played it. Overwatch is a dead meme. Yeah, it is. The only um, the only game I got close to that was World of Warcraft was um, Pirates of the Caribbean Online. You mean Sea of Thieves? No, that was that was different. There was literally a Pirates of the Caribbean Online that was sort of no, World I... of Warcraft. Thieves now, buddy. It's literally not. It's literally it doesn't exist. It died. I'm talking years ago, like, like back in the. 2000s. I know what you're talking about. I remember. I was on right. the brink of buying the disc. I love that game, though. I love that game as a kid. Though. I absolutely. You can buy your own ship and have sword battles and doing on quests. It's fun. Yeah, man. But guess what? That's why they made Sea of Thieves. Because they. Pirates of the Caribbean Online and readapted it into something new and more interactive. Yeah, but it's not the same, man, because it, it's it's also like childhood Pharaoh uh... in it now and everything from the Pirates game. So don't you dare fucking tell me Sea of Thieves is not Pirates of the Caribbean Online. It's not exactly the same thing. Have you fucking played it? I've seen it. Uh, I Go, never played it, so I can't. Give it a fucking look, see? It's not the exact same thing, but it's similar, yes. It, 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 what? I told you, it's a more interactive version of. Your face it is more interactive. See, uh, I guess I'm old. I, I... More shit to work with. I played it's the same basis with a shiny new wrapper. I played Sid Meier's Pirates, so I'm good. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, uh, Sid does good fucking work. I got a couple of funny quick hitters to uh, end the, the episode off on. Um, we got a woman attempting attempted to glue herself to the basketball court in protest during the Clippers versus Timberwolves playing game. I mean, were they playing when she was trying to? Yes. Ah, good. She's stupid. So a woman reportedly attempted to glue herself on the court late in the second quarter of the playing tournament game between the Los Angeles Clippers and the Minnesota Timberwolves on Tuesday night. She was removed after a short delay. Um, huh. Security guard said the woman glued herself to the floor by her wrists and refused to lift her wrists up. Um, we were initially everybody was kind of like, "What? What? What the? What?" And then apparently, as it turns out, the reason why she did this was because um, there was a global grassroots network of animal rights activists named Direct Action Everywhere claimed responsibility saying in a press release that it was in response to an alleged animal rights uh, issue at uh, Timberwolves owner Glenn Taylor's egg farm. 
What? The owner of the basketball team where they were playing the game, he owns an egg farm, and there was animal rights issues there. So a woman who works for an animal rights organization glued herself to the court in protest, or at least she tried We're, to. we're doing this one for the chickens! Okay! Because yeah. they're not going to get fucking killed anyway and turned into delicious, delicious meat. Yes. Or just kept as eggs and made into, you know... Delicious, delicious. Or anything, really. I mean, yeah. So Realistic. They're actually um, at the other... The players are at the other end of the court doing the free throws. and. Uh, oh, that's it, great. It, it only took a few minutes to get her off the court. That, that, that's got to be the, the fucking weirdest thing. Dude, just me, all the guys, like, Yo, we can play horse for fucking fun for once? I actually uh, heard that the reason the, the, the animal rights issue was that they were cooking chickens alive in the, at the farm. I mean, that, that just sounds like good business to me. You know, you pre-cook your chicken, so this way you don't have to worry about any impurities in the meat, such as disease or parasites. Legality of that, but <laughs> if break the chicken's neck first, it's humane. I mean, can I break it in like a John Wick style? I mean, yeah, it's nice. a chick. <laughs> what do you think it is? A fucking orangutan where it's gonna break your neck first? Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't put it past you. God damn it. Is going to break my neck or rip my face off? Yeah. Oh, Some yeah, because the claws are going to reach your face while you're fucking throttling it. Yeah! One switch and motion left and right at the same time. And we have a woman who is a professional baby neighbor. Rich parents pay her $10,000 just so she can name their newborn babies. This one's gonna be named Quadisha. And that'll be $30,000. Thank you. At least I didn't name their child Gary. I mean, you can go fuck yourself. I think Gary's quite a sexy name. True. Every time I watch Spongebob and I see that snail, it's... You're a fucking sicko. So you're saying you're into cats? Technically snails. Yeah. Ah, the cats of the sea. Snails. Cats of the sea. Uh, let's see. Taylor A. Humphrey, aged uh, 23, or 33, helped name in fucking advertisements, helped name more than 100 babies in 2020, raking in more than $150,000 from cashed-up couples. What in the fuck? So, uh, these people are so uh, fucking... They, these are people with... Money to burn, pockets, But very small brains. Yes. Small brains. And penis. Oh, you have a boy? I don't know. I can't think of a name. Oh my god, just name him fucking John or some shit. Like, just move on with it. 
Kion. Like, it's fine. You could they can change their name later if they want. I just I I'm just amazed at how easy like I applaud this woman because if you can fool idiots into paying you thousands of dollars to come up with a name for a baby. I mean, that's when you just kind of go on a spree and you start naming every boy Adolf Hitler. I just go to a random name generator on Google. Like, that's it. <laughs> God damn, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's horrible. That's how you get shitty video game character names, bud. Um, so let's see. Humphrey services range from a phone call and a bespoke name list to a, a genealogical investigation. Uh, so, oh, sorry. So it ranges from a phone call. So if you, I guess if you get the lower end service, like you call her up and she's like, ah, oh, name him fucking Fred. That's a thousand dollars. Thank you. And then the, the higher end is a, a genealogical investigation with the aim of unearthing old family names. So she goes into your family history and picks the name John from 200 years ago, and that's your baby's name. So, yeah. Jesus. Humphreys. So what you're fucking telling me. I'm yeah. sorry. I needed a second to process all that. Go ahead. Go ahead. So what you're telling me is either way, this bitch is going to give you a name you can find in everyday life or from your family? Oh, wait. She's going to do research that you can do on your own easier? Oh, wow. That's not fucking impressive. Sorry. It's, it's not impressive mad. that you can get people to pay for it. It, that That is the impressive part about it. Yes, I will admit. The fact that she can find people that fucking stupid. Yes. A lot of dumb rich people out there. And there are also a lot of intelligent rich people out there, too. But which I'm really surprised they haven't figured out how to get rid of these people's fucking money and give it to somebody that has... Oh, I don't know, an iota of fucking originality to him. Uh, in a recent video, um, she advised a mom who's expecting baby number three and needed a name to flow with those of her two older sons, Emmett and Miller. Humphrey's top picks were Grady, Wilson, Waylon, and Fletcher. I mean, why not go with something like Dawson? How about how about um how about Dick? Yeah, Richard is always good. No, just Dick. Not even Richard. Like just gonna skip right to the point. Or 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 Dickard. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to kill you. <laughs> good old dick <laughs> you would know you would know a good dick if you saw one yes he would I mean what what I don't know that first hand mm, do you 
He's never stared at my crotch longingly. While some may accuse couples of laziness by siphoning off their baby name decision, some yeah. that the paying parents are simply anxious perfectionists. And if they don't settle on her suggestions for her first name, she said they often end up as middle names. You get to. No shit, really? Sounds stupid. Sometimes it's you see a name like. like That's how it fucking goes for everyone. Because we're all trying to take a bunch of fucking factors into. Ki- Sometimes you see a name like Brave on my list and you think, I'm, not, I'm just not going to name my kid Brave. But it might be worth putting on a maybe list as a thought for a middle name. It's not on my list at all. I no. wish duct tape together five industrial grade cattle prods and just see if she survives it. Like, eh. the <laughs> rationale. Come up with a name now, bitch. situation i'm a perfectionist you either give me an answer or you die just imagine this voice in your head at all times no imagine this voice but in your house for the rest of your life that sucks for your family that is what we get every time someone in america names their child gary Beautiful. <laughs> I think so, it's a dying name, though. Thank you. How many babies were named Gary in 2021? Let's see. I want to say three. Three. That'd be funny. Um, if it's close, I swear to God. Well, in, well, I have her, here's the numbers for 2020. Gary was the 801st most popular boy's name in 2020. In 2020, there were 286 baby boys named Gary. Damn! Wow. Only 200, bro. One out of every 6,404 baby born, babies born in 2020 are named Gary. Well, that was I'm pre-pandemic, so. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think the this, the pandemic suctioned the life out of so many people. They're like, oh, just uh, name him Gary. I don't care anymore. Oh, no, that hurt. I thought that was pre-pandemic stuff. This is 2020, so this is for the year 2020, so it's during the pandemic. It was so. during, but all the COVID babies came out the year after. Gary, do you spell your name G-A-R-Y or G-A-R-R-Y? I swear to God, I'll kill you. It's G-A-R-Y. That would be scary. That would be Gary. 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 Like, no. Like, there's a Larry. But is there a Larry that's like L-A-R-Y? I thought Larry yeah. was L-A-R-R-Y. So It is, but is there like an L-A-R-Y version of it? So yes, why, why wouldn't Why wouldn't Gary with two R's just be said Larry the same? and Gary can be spelled synonymously by just replacing the first fucking letter. I'm gonna replace your fucking head, bro. You gonna replace his head? I don't know. Probably put Which some. one? <laughs> That's for you to find out. Because one could use a replacement. I would not fucking argue it. I mean, the one on my neck. Yeah, we all know. We all know you fucked up. 
Yeah, fucking kill yourself. Just <laughs> means that the one hand stairs works better. Like, we all don't need a fucking head transplant, you know? <laughs> Just the helmet, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Would give me a spade put in. <laughs> Almost made you slip there. <laughs> Whoops! You gotta give me a spade put in so I can dig in that ass. <laughs> you, uh, you give me a chill so I wanna carve you up. You guys, anything else you wanna bring up before we close out? No, we're becoming cringe, so I guess it's time the, to end. The, the beautiful <laughs> new head on Jamesy Poops' fucking wanderous shaft <laughs> is a Krieg shovel. That's yeah. Nice Swiss Army Poops. Serrated Edge. Speed formation point. Perfect for penetrating. Never has digging trenches been so streamed lines. <laughs> Imagine whipping out your cock and digging a Imagine trench. how many fucking bodies you could hack apart with this shovel. <laughs> for three easy payments of your service to the Emperor's cause. <laughs> you could also own this fucking shovel. As well as possibly an entire suit of Krieg issued trench coat and gas mask. No flak armor included. Fuck you. You get to die. <laughs> Gotta salvage that shit. It's rare! <laughs> uh, Alright, well, that was it for this week. Thank you for joining us. Please check us out on Facebook where make sure to check out episode 28 the Oreo special which is a, a fun one only 37 minute long so not as long as our normal episodes but very much worth it uh, as we dissect a terrible Oreos commercial um, <laughs> on the American POV Facebook page we're also on Twitter at American POV we are on our listening platforms as well of iHeartRadio, Google Play Spotify Apple Podcasts and Anchor as well. Uh, please, please share with your buddies and your your enemies as well. And uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye.